The Pittsburgh Steelers have a lot of things to fix on offense. You could start at quarterback, offensive line, coordinator, drops everywhere. There are things that need to be fixed. But where do you start? It's time to break things down. We've looked at the film, the snaps count, the snap counts, the charting. We'll get all into that in this episode with Tony Cerrito here on a Tony Tuesday here on the Locked On Steelers podcast. I'm your host, Chris Carter. And remember, with the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local chain autos parts store to stock all the parts you need to fix your car. Why endure all the pointless questions and wait while the person behind the counter orders their parts in the computer while you can have that power by going to rockauto.com at home or in your pocket on your phone. Rock Auto, amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com today. I'm Chris Carter. Let's get into it. You are locked on Steelers, your daily Pittsburgh Steelers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And welcome to the Locked On Steelers podcast. I'm your host, Chris Carter, bringing you your daily dose of all things on the Pittsburgh Steelers. As always, you can watch this show on YouTube. Remember to like our video and subscribe to our channel. Also, listen to our show on Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Odyssey. And if you leave us a five-star review on Apple with a positive comment, you get a shout-out at the end of the show. Joining me, as always, on Tuesdays here on the Locked On Steelers podcast, it's it's Tony Serino, because it's time for a Tony Tuesday. What's up, Tony? How you doing? Well, we you know we had a listener last week who said if the Steelers lose, it should be called the Tony Blues Day, and I think Chris today is definitely going to be a Tony Blues Day here on Locked On. Well, you so got a blue a... light in the background, so I guess that that kind of works, sure. right? Yeah, it's it's, oh, it's, it's turning it's, pink. It's, it's turning pink. Never mind, you, you ruined it. It's orange. That's right. For the hot, the hot takes are coming. Don't worry. Yeah, it's a... <laughs> yeah. It was a it was a tough it was a tough one to watch on Sunday, but like you said, we got a lot to talk about today. We do got a lot to talk about. I wanted to talk to you about this offense. Now, I went over all the things that went wrong in the game, and I'm sure we're going to rehash some of them in this segment, but I wanted to go over with you this offensive line. It's yeah. struggling at all ends. And, and and again, we knew this offensive line was going to stink. We knew they were going, yeah. going to have their times this year where Dan Moore Jr. wasn't going to be at his best, where Kendrick Green wasn't going to be at his best, where, you know, Chikuma Korfor might not be at his best. And Kevin Dotson, you hope that he can be the stud that keeps it all together, but he's not being that. Yeah. But how is this group a fixable group? Because I, I, the way I look at it, Tony, they're, they're, they're all young. Trey Turner being the vet of the group, but he's still in his late 20s. He's not in his 30s. Yeah. They're all young. This is, you know, we've seen offensive lines come together over the years, not just with the Steelers, but with, with all sorts of teams. But is it even fixed with how bad they're playing right now? And I know Steelers are in the doom and gloom status of, no, Chris, it's not fixable. Yeah, nothing is fixable. Everyone needs to be fired. Started from scratch. You know, you know, empty cupboard next year. Let's, yeah. No, I, look, it's a tough thing to answer. Is this question, like this question of the offensive line, is this fixable? Because I think we talked about this last week, right? You know, it had been said last week that, boy, this offensive line is just, you know, it's a block away from really starting to open things up. But the downside of that, Chris, is that it's not a player away, right? Those yeah. bad, the blocks that Coming are being missed, they're they're everywhere. So it's not like you can pinpoint of like, okay, they just got to get Chooks playing better and this offensive line could be okay. You got to get Dan Moore playing better and this thing could be okay, right? Because like, you know, th this team is likely to get Zach Banner back at some point. Yeah. And I think that may, may stabilize things a little on the right side. But boy, that left side line is not looking very good right now because there are plays, yes, where Dan Moore looks like, 
you know, you can build on this. And then there are plays where it's like, he looks like a turnstile. Same thing for Kevin Dotson. I think that Kevin Dotson's the real worry for me because Kevin Dotson was supposed to be one of the, the, the bright stars of the future for this offensive line. And he's been as inconsistent as Dan Moore or Kendrick Green. And then I go to Kendrick Green and I think, yeah, there's some nice things that Kendrick Green does on tape. And I just worry that is this kid right now with where he is, is he strong enough to play center? Because there's times on tape when those big nose tackles get their hands on him and they just take him for a ride. Yeah. It, it, it's it's tough to look at that and think, man, that group could bring it together. When yeah. it, it, and, and, and here's the other difference I saw with Bills, with the Bills game and the Raiders game. I agree with you, and we said it on on the on the shows after those games. The offensive line each time, like, oh man, if this one guy just gets this one thing, that, that's a big run for Najee Harris. Well, against the Bengals, it was it wasn't just one guy; it was two guys, it was three guys, and that's when you can tell, like, okay, this game is starting to get really fast for some of these young players and their heads are going on a swivel. They're like, we don't know where things are coming from. Kendrick green looks confused at the center position. Um, He got hurt in this game. And uh, there's a, there's a lot of concerns there, but this has to be something that you eventually figure out, right? Like we know, again, we talked about how the Steelers won with one of their worst offensive lines ever in 2008. They won the Super Bowl that year. And I still maintain that they can find a way to do that, but you can't, if Ben Roethlisberger still isn't going to make the plays by throwing yeah. the ball, by hitting the open receivers, by reading the defenses. And when you do get a clean pocket, you got to stay focused no matter what's coming your way to make the play. And that's something Ben used to do in his in his in his prime because he was big Ben. He took the hits. He was he didn't care if you were hanging on to his shoulder. He was going to find a way to make the throw he needed to make. He can't do that anymore because he's old. And now it's showing like, hey, if you're not going to be a cerebral version of that of that big Ben, you're you're not going to be able to perform. Uh, this is this is why I think there is so much doom and gloom in Pittsburgh is because if you know it's this kind of trickle down effect throughout the entire offense. The offensive line is not playing well, so they can't run the ball. You can't run the ball, so you fall behind. You fall behind. You have to throw, and then all of a sudden, this this offense is basically the, the identical to what it was at the end of 2020, and as we saw at the end of 2020, and as we're seeing now, right? You this, you can't put an offense on Ben Roethlisberger's shoulders, and it's just not good enough anymore, no, right? He, he, he's not good he's enough. not willing to throw the ball in the intermediate parts of the field. His deep ball accuracy you know, is, is lacking. And then he's just, he just, like you said, the cerebral part of the game, he is not good post play at diagnosing. No. There are times when he, when pre-play, he can kind of see where he wants to go with the football and go, right. That was a lot of the drawing it up in the dirt mm-hmm. that we saw last season, but in an offense where he's got to kind of diagnose after the play and figure out where to go with the ball, I think the, the thing he's most comfortable doing right now, Chris is checking it down, but I mean, check it down, check it down, check it down, mm-hmm. check it down. Najee Harris had mm-hmm. like 20 targets. He was Darren Waller this week. Um, and then, but then there, you know, there's the interception, which is unforgivable, unforgivable in this game. The, the one to to, yep. to Logan Wilson, where he threw it right to him, right? You know, this is a game there where you're you're playing against Joe Burrow, you're playing against a guy who hasn't even had a, a full season at quarterback yet, and yet you would have thought it was Ben Roethlisberger who's the rookie quarterback out there, because that's a that's the kind of mistake that as a 17 year vet you just cannot make that dumb mistake in, especially in that moment, because this is a time in the game the Steelers had just tied it up, then they give up the late touchdown in the second half. You know, that spiraled all the way to that was part of a sequence that took the Steelers from being a 7-7 tie to down 17 in the third quarter. Yeah, and, and that's the whole thing here is that you can't you can't spiral. And and this was, I think, the other part of this is, you know, like, like I said, the injuries are a major concern because this team was built around having a defense that was going to put this offense in a position where, hey, all you got to do is score a couple times and you're right in this game. Um, and, and maybe even be in a position where um uh you know you know maybe a position where like hey like you know you're gonna get a quick turnover all you got to do is 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 make a couple plays here and you'll be and you'll be up big 
but you can't you can't you can't even get going right now and that's just that's the, that's the reality right now now i do want to get into you about with with you uh, about these passing charts because that's something that people i think have talked a little bit about but yeah. it it really could lead to changes if that if this could be something that ben's even willing to do um but i want to get into whether he's willing to throw the ball over the middle of the field there's some interesting statistics here when you chart out where his passes are going and uh i i think it also plays into what is the one strength they do have on offense because they do have one strength uh it's just that you need more than one to operate in today's nfl but before we do that, I got to tell you guys about our sponsors at GetUpside. Hey, Steelers fans, this is Chris Carter with an incredible app everyone who buys gas needs to know about. It's called GetUpside. My listeners are making up to $0.25 cents for every gallon of gas every time they fill up. Just go, go download the free GetUpside app in the App Store or Google Play right now. Use promo code TOUCHDOWN and get a bonus of $0.25 cents per gallon for your first fill-up. That's up to $0.50 cents cash back. Don't pay full price at the pump anymore. Get cash back using GetUpside. Just download the app for free and use promo code TOUCHDOWN to get up to $0.50 cents per gallon cash back on your first tank. Some people who drive a lot are making as much as two or $300 a month in cash back, and there's no catch. The cash back gets added right to your account. You can cash on anytime to your bank account, PayPal, or an e-gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free GetUpside app and use the promo code TOUCHDOWN to get up to 50 cents per gallon cash back on your first tank. We're also brought to you by Bet Online. It's that time of the year again with football here. The only place that you want to go place bets on is Bet Online, the number one spot for all pro and college football action this season. You get all the updated odds, props, and contests, including the half million dollar NFL mega contest and the two hundred thousand dollar NFL survivor contest. Open now at Bet Online. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today to receive your one hundred percent welcome bonus. Be sure to take advantage of all the different promos available from different challenges that could give you your wager back or challenges that you pay a little and maybe get a lot back if you hit the home run in in your picks. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to get all your favorite sports and bet on them as well. From, from football to basketball to boxing, right down to horse racing. Don't wait and take advantage of all the great offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. And as always, Tony, when we get back-to-back ad reads, we keep it rolling here on the Locked On Steelers podcast. I'm Chris Carter here with Tony Serino for a Tony Tuesday. Tony, we talked about this early. It has been a theme through three games. You know, once is happenstance, two, or, you know, once is, is, is nothing, two is happenstance, three times. That's not a coincidence, or I guess it's happenstance, coincidence, and then it's definitely a theme. There we go. That's the saying, Chris. There you go. Um, and working my way through it. But Ben Roethlisberger throwing deeper down the middle of the field. It hasn't happened. It just hasn't. No. Now, charting his passes, Ben Roethlisberger, when looking between the numbers, Beyond 10 yards past the line of scrimmage, he has thrown 10 passes, completed five of them for 88 yards. That's it. Yeah. And you'd think with a team that has Pat Fryermuth, Juju Smith-Schuster, who loves going over the middle. Yep. Chase Claypool, who's big and physical and can go over the middle. And Najee Harris, who you could who can you can attract the attach from. You'd think that that would be part of the game plan. Because I don't know about you, Tony. I loved. I called for this to happen this week. I said they got to feed the ball to Najee Harris through the air. It's the only way you're going to get him active right now with that offensive line. And they did the first part. But my second part to that was, okay, now that you've done that, when the defense comes up to stop that, you got to throw behind it. And it's like the Steelers didn't read that part of my article when I wrote that. And yeah. it's, just, it's just maybe I needed to put that in the title as well. Yeah, no, this is – you know, and it's, it goes to this idea of – 
and people have said this forever, right? This is, you know, this is the, not saying necessarily this is the Ben Roethlisberger offense, right? But like, you know, the, okay, the, the Steelers changed so much in the offseason. They changed coordinators, right? They changed the offensive line. They brought in all these, like all these new pieces, like you talked about. And yet the, the kinds of throws that this offense is making isn't considerably different than it was a year ago. And I think it just goes to the idea, like, this is what Ben is comfortable doing right now. You know, and it, it, I guess it shouldn't really come as that big a shock to us Steeler fans, because if you watch week 17 last year, Mason Rudolph, Mason Rudolph was throwing it all over the field yeah. in week 17, you know, same, you know, same offense, you know, Randy Feekner offensive coordinator. And yet Rudolph was willing to throw the ball around the field. Ben Roethlisberger is just not, I mean, it's just something about him right now that he is just not comfortable. He's not. You know, people say his, his arm is dead and all they can't make those throws. I don't, I don't know that it's, it. I, I don't think, think that's it, it either. I think that he right now, whether it's just a, a he's not comfortable doing it, he's worried about turning the ball over. Um, you know, he's not seeing he's not seeing the defense well enough to see those guys come open, or he doesn't want to throw anything that's kind of into a tight window. I can't answer the question of why, but but like you talked about, it is it, it is kind of the missing piece of this offense. If this offense is ever going to break open at this point, it is not going to come from the offensive line magically opening up holes for no. Najee Harris. I think I think no. that we're we're far away from that happening. This offense is going to have to break things open by Ben Roethlisberger coming out of his comfort zone and trying to hit passes down the football field. Otherwise, we Steelers fans are going to be watching, you know, 10, 11, 15 play drives, you know, for the rest of the season. And those are, you know, unfortunately, those are likely to be few and far between. That's the thing is that, you, you know, if if they're going if they're not going to be able to adapt to what defenses are doing to them and that's forcing them to to, you know, they're, they're saying, hey, if you keep throwing throwing those short passes, we'll keep pouncing on them and you can dink and duck us to death because I mean, again. You go back to that game, they had two really good drives that, that, that went a long way, but they only got 10 points out of that. And, and yeah. it's like, if that's the only way you can score, you're in for a long day. I mean, the the the, the fifth possession of the game was their touchdown. They went, they took 15 plays, went 86 total yards. Um, and a lot of it was dump down to Najee, dump down to Najee, and, and, and work your way down the field that way. And then the only other time they scored was an 18-play drive that went 88 total yards. And, uh, again, if that and that went, ended up in a field goal. If you can't yeah. find ways to, to hit your shot plays, if you can – and, again, take advantage of it. Because shot plays doesn't mean just, hey, we're just heaving it. We're just heaving and praying. We're not talking about Joe Flacco offense here. We're talking about, hey – after the second or third time that you had success hitting Najee and he meets a guy one-on-one, -on -one, they're going to send help. They're right. not going to want to have to deal with that man again. Right. So when they do that, take advantage of it. And you even saw it in that game. I mean, heck, in the fourth down play where Ben Roethlisberger just chucked it to, to Najee Harris no matter what, I mean, and he got tackled short. I mean, if he waits a second – I think Claypool might have a shot to get open in the end zone the way that the Bengals were lined up. And you got to give him a chance to at least do it. I mean, that 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 play was just so strange. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it and again, to, you know, not to be like totally doom and gloom on this podcast, but I think these whole, you know, we talk about this 15-play drive, you know, the, the, the other one that was, what, 18 plays? I mean, if we really believe that this offense is going to continue doing that going forward, like this was the Bengals. You know, the Bengals are a football team right now. That, yeah, they're, they're on the good. up. Yeah, they're not good. Exactly. They're not a good football team. And yes, this team was able to put together some really long drives, sustained drives in this football game. But are we really believe that for the next 15 weeks, this offense can be able to do the same thing? Because that right now, again, Chris, this really seems like the only way for this offense to really move the football. They have some chances down the football field and the Ben were more accurate down the field. They could get some chunks that way. But it feels like it's either going to be you either chuck it deep and, and hope that Claypool or Washington or one of those guys comes down with it or 
you're going to be dinking and dunking your way down the football field. And there's no in between. And, and, and I guess the problem I have is that that's the same thing we said last year. I mean, you know what I mean? It's like, you could go back and play any episode last year where you and I were talking about the offense. And we were basically saying the exact same thing. And that's where, again, for me, the common denominator here is Ben Roethlisberger, right? I mean, this, yeah. you know, we could talk about Matt Canada. We could talk about Mike Tomlin. We could say, oh, you know, it's, it's all, all these problems. The common denominator here, you can change everything around it, change all the pieces around it. The offensive line is different. The running back's different. Everything's different. Ben Roethlisberger is your common piece there. Yep. And I think, you know, I know we talked earlier in the offseason about, you know, Ben Roethlisberger and the chances of him getting benched throughout the year. I think if this doesn't change, Chris, you know, again, he is the common denominator. And I think as this year goes on, if this if this doesn't change and this team continues to lose football games, you know, at some point you just got to figure out what you have, what you have behind Ben Roethlisberger because this is not working. Right, because I mean, if you get to a point where you're like, man, this season's out of reach, yeah, uh, you know, it kind of like how the Ravens did with Joe Flacco. You know, in 2018, they tried to make it work with him. Now, granted, the Steelers don't have a, J- a yeah. Lamar Jackson waiting in the wings, um, but you know, eventually, like, you know what? Forget it. We're just gonna we're just gonna see what we got here. And then, you know, if if he if if he stinks, then well, you know, next year that you got a stinky quarterback that that's taking the place of Joe Flacco. But and, and the Steelers kind of know who Mason Rudolph is. But at this point, it's like you, you're kind of right. If Ben doesn't turn it around, that's the problem. It, is that the turnaround here? Is this all on Ben or are, are there other things that we could see that could help push this offense back to at least being like, hey, they're at least mediocre and not terrible? Well, I think there's two things, right? I mean, look, this, this team was built on on two things this offseason. Number one, get to the quarterback, right? Rush the passer, yeah. play dominant defense. Obviously, that didn't happen on Sunday. Um, it's, it's, it feels like, you know, it, this team can obviously play better defensively. Can they be elite? Is, can this defense really be elite anymore? Boy, I think what happened in Buffalo was with, a, was a lightning with, in a bottle with the, with the injuries. No, I, I think this defense can be elite if they're healthy. The problem is they ain't been healthy for two games. Well, what, and what first, is healthy, right? Cause Alouel is not coming back and to it, you know, we'll see if to it, you know, if, and when to it comes back, but those health, two guys aren't right. Healthy isn't isn't missing two of your starting three edge or the, the the edge rushers that you're depending on. You're both your starting edge rushers, or missing your star middle linebacker or your 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 best cornerback. And, and yeah. there hasn't been a game other than the Bills game. There hasn't been a game where they've had the more and Lulu to it definitely a concern. But yeah. I think this team can work around that if they have their their best player on the team and arguably the best defensive player behind Aaron Donald in football. Yeah. And your your edge rusher that you're really excited about, and give uh, Melvin Ingram a break. He was on the field for every single snap in that game. You never want an edge rusher to be out there for every single snap because that means they're going to be tired at the end of the game. The worst part for Melvin Ingram wasn't even you know it, he's out there he's he's rushing the passer that's one thing, but when he was dropping the you know the the fact that he had yeah. to play so much, which meant that he had to yeah. drop into coverage. Yeah, that was the you know, then you saw like, oh, right. Yes, this is a big problem. This is, <laughs> you know, the, the, this, this is a big problem. Yeah, the 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 I don't know. Did you call that a missed tackle? I guess that's did he, he I guess to miss a tackle, yeah. you had to try to tackle him. Right. You know, it's one of those things. Like, he just banged into him. And that led to the first touchdown. Um, yeah. yeah. And then the other rough, thing, I mean, obviously, the time. running game could get going. That, that could help Ben Roethlisberger. But as we talked mm. about. I just don't. I mean, you know, we're we're weeks, months away from this offensive line. Really, if this offensive line is going to gel, these young guys are going to come together. I don't think we're close to that happening. I, I've been saying for a while, week eight, nine, ten. That's the range that you wanted. Yeah. That I think this offensive line has a chance to start to figure things out. We'll even see if they get to that point. Uh, but in the meantime, this team has. Ha- I said. It, I said it before the season started. They need to buy time for this offensive line to figure out how to buy time for Ben Roethlisberger. And one game they did. Two games they haven't.
yeah. we'll see how that continues. But Tony, we're talking about the defense there. We got to get to your guy on defense, James Pierre. The hype train. What's happened to that hype train? We'll talk about that in in the the final segment of the show. But first, we got to talk to you guys about RockAuto.com. Save time and money when using RockAuto. Why choose to spend thirty percent, fifty percent, or even one hundred percent more from the same parts from a chain store or car dealership? For example, a Honda, a Honda Odyssey fuel pump is three hundred and fifty three dollars when you get it from a chain store. But if you go to RockAuto.com, it's only two hundred and sixteen dollars. Rock Auto is a family-owned business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. Rock Auto's prices are reliably low for every customer. They have everything you could need from brake parts to tail lamps to motor oil and even new carpet. Go explore their easy-to-use website today to find the solution to your auto part needs. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Right, locked on on there, in there, how did you hear about us box so that they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com today and tell them that Locked On sent you. And wrapping things up here on the Locked On Steelers podcast, Chris Carter here with your boy Tony Serino for a Tony Tuesday. Tony, yeah, you you hyped this up all all offseason from February, mm-hmm. yeah, into mini camp, yeah, into training camp. Certainly and did that. Two games, <laughs> the James Pierre hype train. Mm-hmm. That was the it was the hype. You had a lot of people believing. We had people like making shirts about James Pierre. I'm listening. They still should. They still should, Chris. He did have he did have a really bad beat on Jamar Chase on that touchdown at the end of the first half. And, and one could argue he doesn't get beat there. Maybe the Steelers stand a much better chance in this game. It's a different ball game if he doesn't get beat there. However, I will I will remind everyone, okay, that you know, Peyton Manning led the league in interceptions his rookie year. Okay. You know, these things can start a little You're slow. Manninging us for for JCA, uh, that's where take you. That's where I mean, that's exactly who he's basically the Peyton. Manning. He's he's on track right now to be the Peyton Manning of cornerbacks. I mean, that's that is the kind of pathway he is setting for himself. Is yeah, you know, there are going to be a couple setbacks here and there, a couple things where you know you, you'd like to have a playback here, a playback there. But what you want to see out of a young player like this, you want to see a little spark, a little hope, right? Peyton gave us that in his rookie year at times, in between all the pick sixes that year. And James did that for us as well because, you know, everyone's going to everyone's gonna talk, oh, he got beat, he got beat by Jamar Chase, got beat by Jamar Chase. He did, he did. But are we not going to talk about the other side? He was only targeted twice in this game, Chris. One of them, yes, very, very bad. The other one, very, very good. Nearly tipped it right to Minka. Really, you could play Minka on that one. Minka probably should have had that one. So, you know, listen, he's batting 500 right now. And by the way, if you bat 500 in baseball, I'm not a baseball guy, but I'm pretty sure if you bat 500, you're a Hall of Famer. So that's another, again, another, another in a long line of reasons why James Pierre still, still not giving up hope yet. I'm not giving up hope. Not giving up hope on him being a Hall of Famer. That's, that's what we're it's doing. It's not look good so far, Chris. It's not, it's not, it's not but good. I will say this, though. He has not looked terrible. Uh, you know, that, that miss aside, that, that play aside where he gave, that, that was the and first a great throw, great catch. Up. I mean, like, you know, you know the other yeah, team has players, great throw. Too, right? great great throw Great catch. Now, now, now I, I will say, why do you got James Pierre in single coverage deep? Uh, you know, late in the game, you know, against the Bengals' biggest deep threat receiver. The, there's some coaching problems there. That's where I would say there, there or, or a communication problem. Maybe there was supposed to be someone there, and they weren't. Um, I love Mink on the play. I, Minka's celebrating like incomplete, right as the ball is going into Jamar Chase's hands. Right, right. Because I mean, it, 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 live from the press box, I'm like, well, that was an overthrow, and you just yeah. see him pluck it, and I'm like, yeah. oh, that was a heck of a catch. Um, but I will say, uh, 
the uh the 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 touchdown that he gave up is still the only touchdown he surrendered like you said he was only he was only targeted twice in the entire game Mm -hmm. um the previous game against the raiders he did give up four four receptions on four targets but only for 57 yards allowed 32 yards 32 of those yards to be after the catch um but against the bills again where the whole team played really well he allowed three catches on five targets for only 23 yards allowing seven yards after the catch Uh, and he's had two breakups in in three games i i don't think that james p like i saw some but someone came at me and said oh the cornerbacks are terrible i'm like i don't think the cornerbacks are terrible i mean i think you know i think if uh if one guy goes down they're in they're in a lot of trouble um but i think james pierre for being an undrafted guy in his second year with his third game that he's played real time in yeah i, I actually don't think he's performing that poorly i just don't think he's a hall of famer like you do <laughs> All right. Well, we can meet in the middle. Uh, no, I'm we like, I, I, <laughs> <laughs> we'll say we'll say multiple time all pro. Right. We'll meet in the middle. Right. Look, he's not. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah. No, look, it's not been all bad for James Pierre. Look, he's had some place here and there. He's a young guy. You know, this is a This is an undrafted free agent who has made a name for himself over the last couple of years and earned his spot to this point. I'd like him to, to you know, obviously you'd, you'd like for him to be playing better at this point. Uh, but like you said, he's not not a terrible guy. And I do think, you know, this is the second time. And look, the, the Raiders one is a different play because that's just a well-schemed play on Gruden's part because, he, you know, Mink is going to go with Waller. It is, though, the second time in two games now that, you know, the Steelers get beat from one of their reserve corners on a on a wide receiver and a big ball. mismatch. Yep. Yeah, you know, a kill Witherspoon in, against Ruggs, big mismatch there. And, and Gruden did a good job of designing that play to go right at Minka so that Minka would, would go to Waller. This one, like you talked about, you know, I know the Steelers don't really travel their corners. They don't do that. But, man, they, remember, T. Higgins is out of this football game. Yeah. You know, so so Hayden on Chase just felt like that should be the matchup the all – Yeah. You know, that, sh- that should be the matchup all day. Um, so, yeah, I think going forward, like, look, James, if, if the Steelers aren't going to be traveling Hayden, then then Pierre has to step up because teams are going to realize, like, look, if we just – we got to get our number one guy on that side and yeah. we're going to make things happen. Yeah. So just just for the record, it, yeah. is the hype train derailed for James Pierre? It's 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 in, we, we've taken a, an unscheduled pit stop where we're in for some maintenance right oh, now. Okay. Uh, you know the hype train will you know we're hoping to get back on track soon. Uh, we got a really 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 tough one coming up this week. I don't think we don't anticipate the hype train starting up on this upcoming Sunday. But beyond that, I think there's some opportunities there to get this hype train restarted. So you don't think he shuts out Devontae Adams? I think I think that if I'm Keith Butler, Mike Tomlin, Terrell Austin, Joe Hayden's traveling this week, guys. Joe Hayden is a traveler. Well, they're all traveling. They're going to Green Bay. Yeah, I mean going across. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's got to be. It's got to be. The more times James Pierre or or Witherspoon or Lane or anyone not named Joe Hayden is on Devontae Adams, the more times that happens, the worse is the worse it's going to be for Steelers. The Steelers, I feel like. Yeah, I think it's I think it's going to be tough. But hey, you know this is how you build a Hall of Fame career. Shut down Devonte Adams uh, when everyone's doubting you, right? Yeah. See, Tony, you got to keep the optimism. Oh, oh that's right, that's right. This is that's right. This is the week. Absolutely right. Positive. I should put my. I should have worn my positive vibes only hat. I don't know what I was thinking today. This you is have the a week. positive vibes only hat. Yeah, I have a positive vibes only hat. Let's see. You know, we got to go positive. You want me to go positive vibes only? We'll go positive vibes only. All right, oh that's where God. we're at right He's, now. Okay, he, he, no negativity in Pittsburgh. Street. It may be a one and two football team. Okay, you know who else is one and two? The Kansas City Chiefs. Okay, so listen, if the Here Chiefs go. got problems, the Steelers got problems. No big deal. We're digging ourselves out bit by bit. This is the week it starts. James Pierre shutting down Devontae Adams, 
shutting down Aaron Rodgers, future Hall of Famer coming in, coming in hot. I, I love that you have the hats like ready for the show. I'm, <laughs> I'm actually very, this is not scripted. Like we don't I'm plan these things. I'm basically the carrot top of Steeler analyst. That's who I am. <laughs> carrot top. That's it. That's your like your banner. Like like the carrot top of Steelers analyst. And, and I have better Tony, hair too. I have better hair. So that's the other. Thing. That's the other. <laughs> All right, Tony. This is always fun, man. Here on Tony Tuesdays. Let people can find you, follow you, and get more of your work. Yeah, you can follow me on Twitter at Steeler Country. Uh, you can find me on AFC North Talk. It's a roundtable show all about the AFC North that is on YouTube every Tuesday and Thursday. Uh, give that a look. You can also find me on my YouTube channel, Steeler Country, with Tony Strino. And, of course, here every Tuesday, Tony Tuesdays with my friend Chris on Locked on Steelers. Absolutely. Do check out the Locked on Steelers podcast all, through all of our episodes. Thanks so much for watching or listening. If you're listening on, on, on us, we, you know, we have the, the viewing opportunity on YouTube where you can subscribe to us. Remember, hit the like button on the video if you're watching it. We really appreciate y'all. Leave a comment saying you enjoyed the show. That also helps as well. If you're watching this, if you're listening to this, excuse me, on Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or Odyssey, we also appreciate you. If you're listening to us on Apple, please drop us a five-star review with a positive comment, and you get a special shout at the end of the show. Just like our friend Turban One, who says, awesome show, man. I listen to the show every day in homeroom. It's a great way to start my morning with all things Steelers. Chris and his great guests both entertain and inform with all things Steelers. Great show. Thanks, guys. Thank you, Turban One. We really appreciate you listening to us early in the morning. Get your day going. If you're appreciating the show, please leave us a five-star Apple review with a positive comment. That stuff really helps us out. Back tomorrow with a special guest, Arthur Motes, former Steelers linebacker. Ooh. I want to talk to him about what is the hope for this season. We'll get to those to the questions about what you can be hopeful for to find for the Steelers to turn it around. We'll do that tomorrow right here on the Locked On Steelers podcast.